welcome to the sweat to y'all. Hello. Intro starting now. I'm Callie, digital fitness coach. I go by Callie Got Body. That's K-A-L-I Got Body in the social media streets. I'm representing Queens, but a proud resident of Brooklyn. Blah, blah. On that note, yeah. my name is Sabine, and I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens and Long Island. Brooklyn is my current stopping grounds. I'm an integrative nutritionist. I've got yoga, Pilates under my belt, and I'm very, very passionate about bringing uh, wellness and really trying to teach people how to live a holistic life, especially people of color. So I'm here for y'all. Moving on. And I'm Iffy, Brooklyn's finest. What, what? What, what, what? What, what, what? <laughs> Owner of the Fit in Bed-Stuy, as well as thefitin.com. 15 years of marketing experience. And I'm just here on a mission to rebrand this fitness industry. So, ladies, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's do it. We're starting off with the celebrity. So, Jada Pinkett, Willow Smith, and... Jada Pinkett's mother, Will's grandmother, Adrian, Miss Adrian Banfield Jones. We're in the gym straight flexing, right? And just flexing on the gram, you know, IG Fit Fam, looking freaking amazing. Like, how are you three generational amazing? Three generational fit. Um, you can go to Jada Pinkett's um, Instagram, Jada Pinkett's IG page, and you can see just how awesome and beautiful they look just in the gym. Like, we already know we, we gym goals, body goals, family goals. You ain't here with me flexing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it's very important and it's important that they are here showing their journey because it really just shows, hey, people of color, we can be healthy no matter what age and all it takes is commitment. And you can tell Adrian's mindset because you can't look like that if your mindset ain't right. Out of the three of them, I mean, what stood out to me was Adrian's fucking six pack. Like <laughs> how she's the oldest of the three, and it's just like, cut, but cut, you cut, can't cut. see me on these abs. Not even. And it's something about like women at that age. I'm just like, I'm getting older, but the six pack is getting tighter and realer. Like take right. you know Denise, like D Harris, shout out to yes, you, D Harris, 2016 out. on Insta, like. You look at her abs and you're just like, it's goals. Instructor it's at the fit in. Instructor at the fit in. Like, she, she is and 50 she just, years old almost. Let's not, you know, age her too much. But, she, and she is just flexing. And it's just straight goals. Like, and, and so to see that at that age, it's such motivation mm-hmm. to say, like, you know what? Like, at any age, I could be healthy. I could be fit. Right. It know? speaks to the lifestyle, too. Because I'm sure you could look at D. And clearly looking at Miss Adrian, like, she's not an actress. We all know the actress game or, or being in Hollywood, period. You have a look, you know, a lot of, like, you look at Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. our favorite auntie. And she looks amazing because, she, you know, she's just got into the game and, and maintained a fit lifestyle, right, throughout her life. Miss Adrian has been about that life and has clearly passed it on. And you see that in three generations of, like, flyness, health, confidence, and sexiness. So, you know, cheers to them. Cheers to her. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And sure. speaking to mental health, too, right? Like, yeah. Because we know that Miss Adrian and um, Jada Pinkett, they've been open about their relationship not always being 100 and just, you know, the levels in life and complexities and being able to come together and just build and strengthen their relationship and their bond as adults, as women who respect each other and, um, you know, mother and daughter. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's just beautiful to see that bond. Yeah. 
for sure, for sure. For sure. All right, moving on. Speaking of LA, let's talk about LA Fitness. This is actually an LA Fitness out in um, Louisiana, Slidell, Slidell, I don't know how to say it. But a woman there was fired for from her gig at um, LA Fitness because of her hair. Boo! Yes, so she was told by her managers, this is, I'm putting in quotes, this is a text message that she was sent. We want a classy appearance. We don't want to leak off a nigger style. Don't take it wrong. Just oh, my heart. It, my heart. Right? So she provided the receipts and everything. So she showed this to the Louisiana Commission of Human Rights, which confirmed that they violated Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, which protects people from discrimination in the workplace because she'd been taken off a schedule due to her natural hair. So this goes to the question of what does fitness look like? When you have people in your space that look a certain way, that's clearly who you're looking to attract. It might be, you know, subconscious, but you have an image of what your space looks like, the human image, what your space and your audience looks like, Mm -hmm. and that's what you're attracting. And so, you know, people who might have natural hair, people of darker skin, people of other ethnicities, don't necessarily feel comfortable walking into your space because you've created this image. And it's clearly shown by assholes like this who are seriously like, we don't want to leak off a nigger style just because somebody has natural hair. I mean, like, that's clearly them saying there's a particular look of people that we want and it's not somebody with natural hair. That's just so ignorant. It's ignorant. It's ignorant. And and let's let's be clear that these managers were white. So let's, like, just make that clear. But, yeah, so so it, it, it begs the question of, you know, how how does this how do we kind of like change that Mm -hmm. that mentality well there's levels right like i'm not worried about changing mentality it's just you can be bigoted in your house all day long but understand that there's a certain decorum you need to have in public and what your personal preference are i don't give a damn about it it has nothing to do with me this is a gem yeah i just feel like what's in private eventually comes out exactly like clearly this came out yeah you know it'll seep into it somehow yeah. and eventually it'll just come to a head and clearly it came to a head at this point so there needs to be some type of i don't know whether it's an education i mean at the fit in we definitely kind of we create a space like the kind of like we create a space that feels comfortable for everybody right. to walk in but we particularly show from the top down like we are here for people who look like us right you right. know like we're here for everyone but particularly those who look like us can feel comfortable walking into this space. Even if you don't look like us, you can feel comfortable walking into this space. And so, but these other, you know, fitness studios haven't created that. No. And I feel like that's almost part of what they want because I feel like it's almost sort of an environment where people are meant to be excluded. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, this isn't for you and we don't really care to market to you. So, yeah, keep that nigga style over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate it's unfortunate, and it's something that I struggle with, you know, working out at studios around the city. Um, I haven't really found, you know, a place that is, like, our, our space. Um, and you just hope that people are just more open to to um, people that may look different than, you know, who yeah. their personnel look like. But From my perspective, I never have thought, I've definitely noted that I'm the one black girl in a class, but... As far as my natural hair, you go. The gym is not where you're putting on, right? So that that's just the last thing I ever think of is right. worried about my natural hair, straight mm-hmm. hair, like body skin. As long as I'm in there, we in there sweating. 
even I tell my clients who come and, you know, they may feel uncomfortable and insecure because they feel like people are looking at them. I'm like, yo, for the most part, people worry about themselves and getting yeah. their work out and getting the hell out, right? So, and that's all that should be of the concern. I think that's one reason why I even love fitness and have come into this this game is because I come out of came out of finance where you had to dress business casual. There's and when, at the time when I was getting into finance, it was like you had you know like there was this pressure to have your hair straight. And for fitness, sure. it's I like there, yo, yeah. your hair is even for whoever, whatever your race or whatever it is, like your hair is not straight and coiffed. You're in there sweating, so it's just insane and extremely bigoted that this even came up. I really get in my energy and good vibes to that sis because it's a mental. And, you know, it's beyond social, right? It's, it plays with your, your mental health when people have this almost an attack on your culture and your presence, <laughs> you know, your DNA, and, yeah. you know, and say that it's not worthy. Yeah. And he's stupid. Like, money's green. People come in to work out. What it, 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 being bigoted makes no sense, period, that. We know yeah. that. But especially in the gym, like, people come in, in there and, and put in work and dip. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really whack. Um it's a mentality that mm-hmm. exists all across the industry, yeah. though, because I do, sure. like, as a Pilates instructor, I work in a lot of white spaces mm-hmm. where I'm normally the only black person. Yeah. Maybe That's once huge. in a while mm-hmm. I'll get a black client, but for the most, or person of color, not even just black. Mm-hmm. So I'll be there and, you know, a lot of times I'll have, like, people kind of shocked that I'm the teacher and I'm always kind of like, okay, well, I'm, I know you're not used to this, but I promise you'll get a, a good workout. Like, it's like, why do we even have to promise that? Right, like, right. I never you, even say it, but I'm always kind of yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go extra hard yeah. because you're doubting me, and, and that's unfortunate that I have to do that. It's unfortunate that we even have to but, feel that way. Yeah, but it's, yeah. A, it's a part of the industry, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I guess I think it's interesting because my experience has been different, but people, I'll, even if I'm attending a class, they'll assume I'm the instructor, and it could be mm-hmm. I'm 5'11", I have an athletic build, mm-hmm. like it could be that whole thing. So mm-hmm. people are like, "This woman looks like she came here to whoop our ass." <laughs> but yeah, I think my experience is totally different. And I, yeah. like I said, my lord to fitness was on one, and I was over. Granted, I didn't even abide by the whole wear your hair straight to work in a place rule, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But even beyond that, fitness, I was like, I don't have to worry about wearing a suit. And I don't have to worry about, like, having my hair, you know, straightened or people looking at me sideways about it. That I feel like that look that had the big fro when I first came in, like a humongous fro, and was just this big, you know, 5'11 woman with muscles. So people were here for it. But it, is, it does suck. I don't deny that. You definitely see, um, despite the presence of um, black people specifically, but also just people of color in the industry as professionals. And we all see, and I, I feel, I realize that our reality is also a bit different in New York city. Oh, for sure. Specifically Brooklyn. Yeah. But no matter where I went, you always see that black person who's been running since they, you know, they, you know, whether they were a track star or just like took care of their health and was conscious and didn't want, you know, tried to avoid what was ailing other family members. You see them, um, you see them just taking care of their health, no matter where you go. I always find that one 60-year-old or 50-year-old who runs every morning for two or three miles. So the whole idea that we're not in the game is is crazy. And the, and the, the fact that we have to even consider being discriminated against in this industry, you know, even as simple as who we attract as clientele right. is, is stupid. It's stupid, yeah, you know. Absolutely. It's unfortunate. And one thing I think to know on the on particularly this story, like she's like this wasn't an isolated incident. Like this happened a number of times. So it's particularly like they were going after her because she was just straight up black. Right. And I think that that's something that we tend to 
um, run into problems with is that we walk into a place, whether it's fitness or not, like I've definitely had this experience where it's like, oh, you know, because you're black, you're mm-hmm. intimidating, you, you scare people, so you need to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, I don't need to do shit. Like, like just because myself. I'm born into this right. doesn't mean that born I got to your why glory. Don't you change. Like, because right. well, you insecure, I got to change. Like, that shouldn't really be how, how you know, things run. And so particularly in fitness, when, you know, we're coming into a space, it's like we have to kind of, like, adjust to kind of, like, their means. It's like, no, we're still, we're still customers, right. you know? Like, why would you treat me differently than you would treat somebody else? Like, if I walk into a space, like, why are you scared to say hi to me? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you scared to treat me, treat me as, as a, a good person, you know? So... It's, you know, it's unfortunate that this is something that we have to deal with, but it is, you know, because our listeners aren't all going to be people of color. So, like, right. if you're not a person of color, I want you to know that this is something that we, that have, to we, deal with. we have to go, yeah. we, we go through. Um, but, is, I, yeah, I feel like it's, it's like, really, the root of it is racism. And yeah. I know people are just like, oh, why are we talking about racism again? But it's real. Yeah. Like, it exists in every single environment. Yeah. And it's always. Whether you know it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is systemic in all industries. industries, So, and it's so unfortunate that some people are brainwashed in this way and they can't come out outside of this box to understand how discriminating against people that are fully qualified and fully talented to teach amazing classes or train and be effective. Why do they have to deal with this? Yeah, and that's why safe spaces like Black Girl Run and even like Jessamine Stanley, um, who is just promoting not only being a black woman, but also a black body that's not, you know, that doesn't have the stereotype of what a fit body looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's necessary for us to be present, you know. So that's th- this is a prime example of why, you know, we yeah. need to be not only present, but proud to be in our space, no matter what your shape is, no matter what your... And promoting us. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, and supporting each other. Yeah, for sure. All right. Oh, sure. We'll welcome you at the fit-in, fam. Come through. Come through. With all your your afros, (laughs) locks, whatever you need. (laughs) So moving on to buzzworthy topics in fitness. Yes, buzzworthy topics. So let's talk Brexit. For, for a minute, guys, let's go into a little bit of politics, foreign politics. So Londoners are fed up with Brexit. And so they found a way that they can vent their rage, which is with a special gym routine that includes high-intensity exercises like pummeling punch bags, bearing photographs of some of the main players like Boris Johnson and Jean-Claude Junkner. Now, uh, this sounds like a lot of bullshit. Bullshit. Like, I call bullshit. <laughs> it's all full bullshit. <laughs> But it just brings up the idea of gimmicky fitness and, and, you know, what about that? So I've definitely called, you know, a lot of different places, like, that's just, like, some bullshit-ass gimmick. Right. There's some places I've really enjoyed. I was actually just talking to some clients today. Um, shout out to Mandy. So we were talking about Orange Theory. Oh, we were talking about that yeah, too. Yeah, so she like, had just gone, right? Yeah, she yeah. had just gone. So, like, having the heart rate monitor on to be able to kind of, like, see where you are, how hard mm-hmm. you're pushing yourself, but also to kind of, like, track your progression, right. like we were talking about before. And, you know, so that's something that I think is really excellent. But then you have some other brands, which I won't name, where you've got, like, shit, you know, falling from the sky, you're strapped it's to all these dark. things, and you're dark, and you're, like, <laughs> flopping about. And it's like, really? Like, what? Can you tell me what that do- even no, does for me, no. you know? And it's cool for, like, two seconds, but then after that, you just are you're left with, like, that hurt for a bit, but I don't really know what's working. 
and my back hurts. You right. know, like you're just left with a whole shit ton of problems. Yeah, I definitely don't feel good leaving. Yeah, and yeah. and I feel like a big a big thing is like people try to slap these kind of like gimmicks and stuff on it. Like, oh, we're the smartest worker, we're the hardest workout. But they're not getting the basics right of just like, can you give me a quality workout though? Could I not have, you know, injuries have after an injury <laughs> and like snap a disc or something? Exactly. You know, Ooh. so, so <laughs> which happened to me. Hello, I'm oh, not going to no. name, you know, the studio, but that definitely, that's what got me into the fitness industry yeah. because I did a fucking burpee bad and was out for six months. But Ooh. having that, but then also, you, you don't have a support, like a support group. Like, you don't you don't have built a community. No. Like, why do I want to come back to you? Yeah. You know, like, I come in there. because of the lights. Everybody's cold. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the lasers are coming out. So, right. that definitely got to do something for me. Like, bitch, I ain't doing shit for you. Right. You know, so, like, the functionality is not even there, you know? So, I feel a lot of these brands try to use these gimmicks to draw people in, but it's then what's next. Right. You know? Agreed. I, I really agree because I feel like a lot of them are not thinking about the actual functionality and really creating sustainable programs for people to actually incorporate wellness and fitness in that way long term. It's like, okay, you can go to this workout for a month. You've got a month pass. You go there every day. You know, you're having fun or just learning something new, but in the same respect, like, what are you really doing past that yeah like and then afterwards especially for the people who are cold when you mm-hmm. go there you're gonna not want to go there because i've been yeah. to a lot of studios where it's like you go there you're like you might like the gimmick but people are just too cool for school yeah. that you're just like f it i'm not coming back here exactly no i've definitely been to a lot of those where there's like djs and you're fucking dancing oh my god no like i can't do with and DJs. i'm like <laughs> what is going like, on and especially as fitness professionals, like, we it's see hard. through all that shit. Yeah. So it's hard for me to buy into anybody's Right, bullshit. right. Like, the places I go, it's like, fuck, there's kettlebells and there's weights. Like, yes. Go Very pick basic. one up and do, do your basic. fucking squats, bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I know. I know those work. I know those work, you know? But you ain't gonna get me strapped to no, like, no. ice machine and then tell me to do backflips and do that. No. Like, that's all bullshit. But on another end, I feel like sometimes I get the gimmicks, right? Whether it's something where... It could be a trend or a theme, even like a theme. Like I remember, I'm not a like a Star Wars, Star Wars or whatever Trekkie and all that sort of thing. Star Trek person, clearly, because I'm mixing them up. But I remember when they came out, there was like some theme classes, and it was fun. It's different. It obviously, attracts people who are into that. But then maybe you know, maybe they wouldn't. They were looking to get into fitness, but felt uncomfortable. And this was like, ooh, this could be fun, you know? So it kind of spices things up, which we all need sometimes, even for those of us who are fitness um, pros or fitness enthusiasts. So it can work, especially to bring, um, just to bring traffic in. Uh, The goal is for the gym to follow through and continue to make that a comfortable environment and a safe environment and an informed environment for the clients and customers and things of that sort. And also on a long-term end, there's a lot of boutique gyms and boutique studios that are really doing their thing. So it's dope for one to have, um, we were even talking about certain studios that open up and you don't feel welcome. That was mentioned earlier, but it's about, um, you know, finding your vibe, a vibe that works for you. And sometimes it's very niche and it's very unique and it can be done right. And that's nice to see as well. Mm -hmm. I I do feel like I'm, you know, granted, of course, I'm an instructor there and we're all, uh, we all work in this environment, but the fit-in is definitely an example of that, where it's a fitness and Pilates studio, but the vibe is dope. There's a community being built, not only amongst the instructors, but there's a, a consistent vibe amongst the instructors being informed and dope, but the, the clientele 
all the people who come in, they're like family and they're yeah. concerned yeah. about, you know, yeah. they notice when somebody hasn't come to a class. And I think that's a really dope environment to, to build. So mm-hmm. the niche, the niche and the gimmicks or the, you know, the theme classes and um, they, they can work. And, um, you know, when, when done right, I think it's a great situation. But mm-hmm. like to your point, when, um, you know, it can go too far as well. Right. But again, like, I like, the, I like the idea of these gimmicks bringing people into wellness, but it can also throw people off, yeah. you know? Like, I've had a lot of people try yoga, and they've tried Bikram yoga, and they're like, oh, no, I can't do yoga. I, can't, I don't do yoga. And I'm like, that's not that yoga. That's, that's no. not it. <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> the essence of yoga. That's a style of yoga. Yeah. But that in itself was a gimmick to begin with. Yeah. So... Again, like I just feel like, what are you really doing? And uh, the amount of people that I've I've actually hurt myself doing Bikram yoga. So I can only imagine me being a yoga instructor hurting herself versus someone who isn't. So that's just my qualms as far as like gimmicks. Like I'm just, I'm not here for them. Not here for them. I hear that. So let's chat about. There's a lot of, you know, like, there's some fitness celebrities, and it's dope. I love, I love social media, like, stereotypical millennial, where it's, like, it's definitely a, a battle with, like, balancing, having, like, work-life balance and also social media balance and being productive and not procrastinating by going down a rabbit hole. But... I love so a good sh- rabbit hole, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my rabbit hole is, like, choreography and watching dance videos. Anyway, um, but there's... There's some fitness personalities on Instagram and, you know, in social media streets who have gained fame and, you know, whether it's because of their body and um, just the information they share and the transformations they share. But I have a little gripe with fitness personalities who've gotten body work and are posing off as if they haven't gotten anything done and then selling programs. uh, To give you an example... Build your booty, right? Build your booty, but you got your booty done. So, Whoa. yeah, like, if you put your booty in the surgery room, I'm not judging your life. However, don't sell a program telling people how to build their booty. And you, so what? Yeah, and you don't have a muscle booty. You got, you know, a Dr. Miami booty. So that's, that's Dr. Miami. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool. It's not safe. It's not fair. It's, you know, it creates problems. It's already fitness. We all know, and I... And know that we all as fitness professionals have dealt with, you know, it's a very personal and intimate experience, right? And there's so many mental things that we have to go through with our body by itself, never mind when you're taking on a fitness program. So to kind of sell this illusion of this is what you could have and you know that that's not what you worked for is a problem for me. Like I said, do what you want to do with your body. You know, hopefully you take safe matter, you know, take go to somebody who is uh educated and knows what the hell they're doing and you know can go surgeries or risk anyway but you know you you do what you want whatever with your vision or your body let's take a quick pause here so i am all about working to build your booty but in the same respect i feel like i just need everybody to know if you see a booty on another person that you're like oh she has a great butt you cannot build the same butt because you don't have the same body composition and there's just impossible for you to create the same booty. Impossible. <laughs> it's just absolutely impossible. So I love the idea of like booty lifts and get your Brazilian butt, all that stuff. But I need everybody to just kind of be okay with the booty you have and just work on that. Lifting your own booty. Level up your own booty. And I mean, like, and that's whether it's 
I'm talking about butt here, right? Because I've definitely seen quite a few where I was like, okay, um, I'm struggling with her selling this kind of, you know, body shape or, you know, booty program. And that's clearly something that you, you know, that you paid for. But also, you know, it could be the waistline. It could be overall, there's people who've gotten lipo or there's people who are acting like they've gotten something done. They've been working out in the gym and they may have gotten like a stomach surgery or things like that. And I'm like, be transparent about your story so people can gauge a realistic idea of what they can attain, you know, or are not feeling like crap after they've done your program and they don't have any thing close to the same like lift or look that you have you know so I encourage everyone to embrace your shape understand that you can elevate there's definitely people who went from flatty to fatty uh-huh. in the gym so let me not you know not, some of them are my clients hello get it <laughs> you're you know when you get with somebody who knows how to build the body body that's right. why I love bodybuilding weightlifting because you can shape your body in a way um when you get into fitness right but um that's that's the one thing, just be genuine, be authentic when selling these programs. And also, you know, kind of do your research about who you follow. There's definitely a few people who have shared that they got booty work. They were out here selling programs and the booty work went left, you know. Um, I know Anawa Aja, she, I appreciate that she's transparent that after giving birth, she had a C-section, but she also had um, hernia. And she's had, she, I believe she had hernia surgery within the last year. But, you know, was obviously fit and all that and did what she could do, um, you know, with, with fitness. But it was a, also a health thing, but can, has, has, been, has shared that with people, you know. Um, so I think that's important. I support people being transparent, of, even when surgery goes left and things like that. Um, but don't be out here giving false images of what you achieved in the gym and in having people feeling crazy when they don't achieve no. similar results. And I, spe- I feel like especially people of color... I think our our people are always seeking information and wanting that information. And then there's not many of us kind of sharing that information. So if you are a person that has a platform and you're sharing this false information, that's just not cool. Like, I feel like you're almost um, just being very dishonest to your people. And I feel like we need to start empowering people with real facts and actual information than this fake shit just so you can have a couple of coins in your pocket. And I think that's, that's the big point is like, because there's now this new influencer industry, everybody's seeing like, yo, I can make mad revenue from just showing my ass on Instagram Basically. and just get those coins. And I think that's what's really driving folks, yeah. you know, is to just say like, let me just really quick get this surgery mm-hmm. and then start selling these programs so I can get those people to pay for the surgery that I just got and then then some, you know, start right. making them in this profit. Which is so, a mess. Yeah, and, and, and so I, I think it's not something that is going away anytime soon i think it just needs to be you just need to educate the consumer so the consumer on their side needs to be more educated on what's possible for them right um and what can and can't happen with their own bodies right like know your own booty yes <laughs> and, and be transparent to for for those who are touting these programs that are not you know you didn't you didn't get them abs or that booty or whatever you're shaped that way like don't don't be out here deceiving the people. And for those of you who are looking to take on, you know, healthier lifestyles, and you may have, like, health goals and body goals, and that's totally fine. But with that said, just look at the education of the person. Some people will have a trainer, get that body, and then all of a sudden be on, I, suddenly they're IG famous and selling a program. 
And that's cool. I told, I'm not judging nobody's hustle. But you just want to... Actually, you know, it's not cool, damn it. <laughs> it's not. You know, there's not. levels to it. There's levels to it. Um, but I would just say, make sure that you feel comfortable with the information being shared. And if you really do need um, some booty progress... You can always holler at your girl, Callie Got Body on IG. Yeah. Y'all better call her. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to get into that fit inspo? Yes. Let's do it. Next. That's what's next. All right. Um, let's get real melodic here because we're going to talk about my man, John Legend, the EGOT uh, winner. Um, first uh, black male to get an EGOT. Whoopi we'll got one. Um, so now he Can you explain what an EGOT is? Because I didn't EGOT. know what that was. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. So that is something that is very hard to achieve. I forget how many people have it. I feel like it's only something like 10 or some shit like that. Like real low amount of people have it. Anyway, so this was an article that Chrissy Teigen did um, for uh, People uh, magazine. She, she says to them, he, talking about John Legend, wants me to know that he loves my new body or he loves the way my skin feels. When I'm feeling totally filthy, he always lets me know that he is totally turned on by me. So I just wanted to take that and, you know, shout out to John Legend and all the significant others who are propping up their women, giving their women that special validation to let them know that they are beautiful. No matter, you know, Chrissy Teigen just had, you know, what is it, twins? Like two babies. Did she? It wasn't twins. Oh, shoot. I think it was twins. I'm pretty sure it was twins. Really? Whatever. She had babies. I, Let me I think so. I don't, she, I, I don't know. She had babies. She, she had a baby, at least one. At least one. Yeah. I don't know about the... I feel like it was just one, but I could be wrong. I thought so, too. I thought they had one child. All right. Maybe I'm making it up. Because I feel like everybody's <laughs> popping out. Oh, sure. I feel like everybody's popping out multiple babies. But Beyonce anyway, had two. Beyonce she, had two. Yeah. Maybe I'm confusing. No. I wouldn't confuse the queen. Whatever. <laughs> you're Listen, right. You're right. All right. <laughs> but Kristen Teague had babies. She's been feeling kind of down. She posted about her body on Instagram. And, you know, feeling like, you know, she was a model. So she has a very different body from now. It's been mm-hmm. hard for her to bounce back. And John Legend just continuously tells her how beautiful she is, even when she doesn't want to hear it. He feels that he needs to keep repeating it and telling her that so that she understands that she is still beautiful. And I think because we're in such a, a world now where... You know, these men be out here in these streets. You know, know what I mean? Why? And so we got to know, like, do I still got it? I need you to let me know that I still got it right. without me having to, like, chase you down. Exactly. And so, you know, I just want to, like, give him those props. He's a, a, a good inspiration no matter, you know, sometimes he gets on my nerves. He can be problematic. Yes. <laughs> him and Chrissy he can be yeah. problematic, you know, but I still ride with him but in the Kanye. for the most part, uh, we hear from him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's you know he's he's propping up propping up his woman. I think that's that's super important, especially that's, in this yeah. time where it's hard to be body positive. Like as much as you can say, I love my body. You you know you like got a new body. You just like you've got a whole man, new I feel, body. I feel like you know I'm different. You don't feel the same. So yes, it's good to have that that support. Yeah, you know? I agree, and I feel like that's so important, especially postpartum, because as women, your body goes through this. It's postpartum just scientifically or just having a baby is probably the fastest growth that your body will ever experience in such a short time frame like it apart from actually growing from a kid to an adult like that's the only time your body will actually experience that amount of growth so you have to think about like that's a whole change that your body is experiencing you're making whole arms right you're making (laughs) 
totally are. Fucking legs. Yes. In your stomach. You made a whole human. Yes. Like you carried a human for nine months, so it's definitely impossible for you to have the same body and mm. it's a process to even kind of begin to accept this new person that you are because you're not going to be the same after childbirth mm. and having the support of your partner is so key but really that support of your community partner everyone i'm also a doula so i under really understand like just how crucial that is because postpartum depression is a real ass thing mm. and if you don't have that support things can go far left so quickly so definitely relying on your team to help you feel supported. Yes, um, we'll clarify. So they have two children. They have a girl and a boy, but, but they were not twins. twins. No. Okay, <laughs> I knew there were two. There were two yes. there. Somehow. <laughs> yes. So um, that's the perfect segue, actually, into my fit inspo of the week. Who is my client, Elizabeth? She's a beautiful Afro Dominicana. Also a doula. Also a doula. Yes, she is, and she um, and a birth educator. As yes. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is repping New York City, but she's my client. And we had a moment. We were in this session. She hit me up, and she was just like, you know, I'm working to transform my body and just like build that strength back in my body, which a lot of women kind of struggle with because there's in speaking up, having a support of your partner. Not everybody has that. Um, she does, but there's different situations, you know, with becoming a mother. And it's so many mental hoops we go through, whether it's a partner or just the public making opinions about your body, and then even the things going on in your mind, you know, because things look different than what you're used to. It's a new reality. You're trying to raise up this human that you just, like you said, built in your body. And now it's like they've taken over your life, and you feel like you've lost, like, how you look, and also, like, your identity. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that adds to just kind of losing trust in what you're forgetting, just how strong and capable your body is, right, in this new reality. And while Elizabeth was going through her session, and I'm sharing this because she also shared it, uh, she just got emotional. At, you know, she was kind of doing hula hoops in her head and was like, I don't know if I can do this, Callie, you know, and was killing this move. I had her doing a, a single leg squat or aka a pistol squat. And yeah, Go ahead with that terminology. Yes. <laughs> And as she was going through it, she just got emotional and was like, I am shocked herself with what her body was doing and the strength that it had and that reminder of like, oh, shoot, I can do this. You know, I tried to psych myself out and doubted myself for a moment. And it was just a beautiful moment. It was a really intimate and emotional moment. And I'm just shout out all the mothers out there, you know, and whether you're into it and you're working to get yourself back into the game and just you know, building your body. You have strong, amazing, capable bodies. I hope that you love in the best way you're in. I know that's a journey. And if you're getting there, that's perfectly fine. But I want to shout out Elizabeth especially for just taking that next step to saying, you know what, I'm not sure where I'm at. I'm not sure of how I feel about this new body, but I just know I'm trying to, you know, get it together some, well, one day at a time and get my body stronger. And you showed up and showed out. And kudos to you because you you definitely Cheers inspired you. me. Yes. Cheers to you. You inspired me this week by pushing yourself past your comfort zone, pushing through it, and leveling up and showing up showing up for yourself to strengthen your body, your mind, and your spirit. And thank you for thank you for trusting me to be your coach. Yes, that's beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of coach, I definitely want to shout out Kaiser Fit. I really I follow her. I really enjoy her journey as far as becoming this uh, social media. Um, fitness pro that she has become. I really have 
I started following her because I love her programs because they're really based on functionality and just functional movement and mobility. And that's like my sweet spot. Like if you can mix in like strength with functional movement and mobility, mm -hmm. I'm here for it. So recently she posted this video and she basically had to explain why she started charging for her programs because her like her followers started to ask like, oh, hey, why are you charging for your programs? Because she had all this amazing free content and she posted this video essentially explaining why and the reasoning behind it she said okay you guys don't know this but I had a full-time personal training gig and I had all these clients and I essentially quit that so I could start to create these videos and I need my clients and she said basically you know I am really passionate about this but you don't have to pay for this but this is how I'm gonna make my coins so if you want to support me go ahead and do so and I feel like that's just a challenging aspect of the industry in itself because people don't understand the value of this work. People don't understand the value of fitness in general. It's like not even, you know, you know, Kaiser Fit was doing her stuff, you know, online and sharing with people, but just even in person, I think people see fitness as just this kind of like throwaway thing. Right. Like it's like a luxury. <laughs> like a luxury. Like, oh, it's like a cocktail. Like, oh, exactly. I'm not going to spend that much on right. And it's like, no, for real, like, you realize, like, your doctors, the people that you're paying, you know, with, if you have insurance, even thousands of dollars to, mm -hmm. you know, they're telling you that your, you know, prescription is go and work out and drop some weight. Right. Go to a Pilates class so we can get your, you know, back in, in line and in order. Like, that, we are your prescription mm -hmm. for preventative health, you yeah. know, preventative health care. So... To say that we don't deserve, you know, more than ten dollars, <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and but but I mean, the industry is kind of going that way when you have things like class pass and That's stuff true. trying to um, devalue. But fitness. I will say on the flip side, yeah. like class pass, low key saved my life. Yeah, like I was I, in a really really bad state, like as far as just really being depressed, and class pass allowed me to find my flow again. I get that for, you know, I, I, I don't feel like that is the broad group, like mm -hmm. the, the, the majority of the audience. That's true. I, I do feel like a lot of people see it as a value proposition mm -hmm. to be able to get, you know, discounted versions of classes. And so I think it's just important to kind of, again, educating people on the value Agreed. in working out in fitness and so well. there's different levels um definitely been in the fitness game for a long ass time and i actually i actually don't i love class class i wish i created that idea myself fam however moving right along seriously um i don't the price of class pass is actually not a cheap service i think i take i don't want to even say take it take issue with right your average personal training session in new york city just to give you all an idea um, at a minimum, st industry standard is 90 okay? You can range anywhere between like 90 and $150. However, if you find somebody, some people are like, will come to me and be like, oh, well, I have a trainer for, you know, I had a trainer before for $50. If you find a trainer that you like and is effective and shows up on time and educated for $50 a session, you keep them, fam, because that's not the industry standard. Listen, <laughs> they're underselling themselves. One, two, they probably have a full. That's not that it, it, it's not, not like that their full time no. job. No, yeah. and that's what I. That's use. That's more what I take issue with, right? In the industry, is people who come in and they just enjoy it, which is great. That's how a lot of people get into the industry. But 
they um they will undersell you know themselves and that could be lack of education or just trying to like give a budget and i tell anybody i'm not a budget trainer we have to pay money to maintain our certifications we pay for our education and, and we're worth it you know so you know find your lane there's different levels everybody can't afford a hundred ten dollar session or don't you know that's not what they choose to pay because you pay for what you want out here but you know you find your lane if, if classes work for you cool if class class works for you cool if it's a gym membership if it's a hundred ten dollars a session whatever works for you but yeah, levels to this game. Shout out to Kaiser Fit for getting what she's worth. Yeah. All right, all right. So let's go into the struggle. The struggle is real, y'all. My struggle of this week is my snack attack. I have a problem with snacks. I can't eat just the serving size. I always lie to myself when I say, you know, I'm just going to have the three cookies that it says is a serving size. I can do that. No. By the time I'm sitting down watching Real Housewives or some shit, I have the healthy version of the snacks. I have the healthy Simple Mills almond flour fucking cookies. And I'm like, I'm going to eat three. But then Nene does some wild shit. And I'm just popping cookie after cookie. You blaming Nene? The, I blame Nene. I, I'm just sitting there like like mindlessly just stuffing my face. And, but it happens with all snacks. It's not even, it could be at any time that I think I'm going to cut myself off. And I just OD. Like, it, I just go in, and I just don't know how to stop myself. I could say, like, oh, I'm just not going to bring snacks, but that's a lot. I need snacks. <laughs> I need it. It's, it's, it's a healthy part of eating is snacking, but I am obsessive-compulsive when it comes to snacks, and that's just my struggle. And so... That's why I don't even buy it. So yeah. my, my nope. trigger is Tate's cookies. Mm. Cookies, period. I'm Tate's gonna be honest, don't love like, my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like... Cookies, cookies, period, is a struggle. But I'll be like, you know what? You're going to, the serving is one cookie or the serving's two cookies. What is this voice? Because I always love sandwich cookies. This is what I do to myself in store. So I'll grab the Talking cookies. Talking to yourself? Like, you're going to eat one serving at a time. And then I get to the line and I'm like, you're a damn lie. 48 hours tops. And this whole bag of tates is done because you warm them up. First you start off Ooh, like, you oh, you warm them up. I warm them up, fam. It's Those experience. ginger, though? The uh, ginger chunk. The chocolate chip, the gluten-free. So you warm it up, and I'm like dipping in milk. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of need this experience one more time. Uh. Yeah. And then it's like magically two times happens. You ain't really realize that. And I'm like, okay, it's halfway done. I might as well just buy the bag so I don't have a temptation in the house anymore. <laughs> so this is why I've, I've literally the last five times I went to Whole Foods, I've walked with it throughout the store, and then I put it back. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. Because I'm like, don't lie to yourself. You, you just want to hold it? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be gone. Body goals. No, got you. No. So I feel you 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I'm definitely like, if I have it, I need it all at once. That's why I don't oh. buy it. I don't buy it. Cause... And I feel like as I get older, ironically, it's just, I like when I was a teenager and was into fitness, I would buy a thing of Oreos. That was my favorite. I love sandwich cookies and Oreos was it at the time. Oreos were it. Yes. Man. They changed the formula. Yes. Right. And I would eat like, Two, and I, two is a serving, I believe. Two or three, but I believe it's two. Because I would be like, how my challenge to myself as like a 16-year-old was like, how long can I keep this thing of cookies? And I would have two servings, a, I would have one serving a week. And it was like, ooh, I made my, I hit my challenge. Like I had this whole thing of Oreos for two months. Now you can forget it. It's done within 48 hours. Can't lie to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So the snack struggle is real. Yes. Know thyself. <laughs> know thyself. Seriously. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, 
One of my struggles, stop being here, struggles has been finding places to work out that fit my vibe. Just as far as the language that's used, how clean it is, level of instruction, all those things. As of late, I've been looking for a new martial arts place. I'm really into Muay Thai, kickboxing, because that's, that's the only cardio that I really enjoy. You can't get me to run or anything like that, because it's just not, not what I'm into. So, as of late, every time I go somewhere, it's either they're super cold and the instruction is awesome, or they're really warm and awesome, but the level of instruction is whack, or there's just something that's off. And that's my struggle. I mean, I'm, I kind of feel, you know, the same sometimes. Like, all about fitness is really, it, it's a vibe. Like, you know how to feel like you walk in, and it's just like, damn, like, this is my spot. This right. is my place. Like, I love the places that I choose to go to. Um, a lot of them are in the city. But I feel like I walk in and it feels warm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these are my people. These are my dudes. That's my girls. Like, I feel like I'm walking into a place that's just, like, dope and inviting. And it's hard to really manufacture something like that, you right. know? And so you walk into places and the instruction might be cool. And it's fine for me as an instructor myself. But it doesn't give me that desire to come back. Right. Or consistent. the vibe is hella fake. And- yeah. You just got phoniness and I all around. I don't want to be a part of that. Exactly. You know? So, you know, and that's why I think at the Fit and Shameless Plug, again, um, you know, we've tried to just blend all of that. And that was a big point that I wanted to make sure of just people can walk in and just jump in on the conversation. Like we were just talking about colonoscopies today. And there was a new person. <laughs> For real, there was a new person in there and she just, we were just all just chatting she right. just jumped in on the conversation like feel comfortable and that's what i honestly love fine. about our clients because i remember we were talking about i can't remember how doula work came up or just pregnancy yeah and we were talking about or we were doing um something with magic circles yeah and just the whole idea of like squeezing the magic yeah. circle squeezing your pelvic floor and yeah. why that's really great for pregnancy and we just started going on this whole rant of like women's bodies yeah. and it's just amazing that people can chime in and actually have a conversation yes throughout class it doesn't have to do this silent cold right thing it's an experience i'm always just like talk to me y'all i know we in pilates but talk right like, feel, feel fine to say something ask exactly. questions like it's good we good you know and then the instruction is awesome and my issue yeah. is like i don't get that other places no. and then you know i'm mostly usually the only black person person of color walking into these spaces and yeah. that in itself is a whole nother challenge that might need to be a whole nother episode yeah, to be honest definitely <laughs> brings me some sadness <laughs> speaking on the sadness front cali Sadness. So my struggle has been beating the blues with this weather change. You know, we had like this beautiful, awesome, sexy summer, summertime magic, which is one of my anthems for the end of summer. Um, and I was, I've been struggling, guys, like with the whole switch, and it was like really gray and gloomy. And you know what's coming? Like I start to at the end of the summer, I start to get back into my routine of waking up at five because that's what I do in the winter to like stay on track, try to keep stay ahead of, like, my feelings and, and all that sort of stuff that happens with the um, seasonal depression. Um, but, yeah, it, it hit me kind of harder than expected and sooner than expected. I feel like as I get older, it keeps getting worse, right, with with um, with the season, specifically when it switches from summer to fall or fall to winter. Um, so, yeah, like, that's that's been my, my struggle is – Staying on, staying motivated. Uh, I will say one thing that I've done to kind of battle it, and this is what I tend to do with depression in general, but specifically as it deals with seasonal depression, is I literally have to wake up and move. I can't linger in the bed. Of course, when it's raining and stuff, and you got if you got bay or something, it's fine <laughs> or whatever. 
But like when it's just kind of like, you know, it kind of gets you in a melancholy place or maybe a sad place or depressed place, then I have to like get up and just get moving. And that tends to help boost my mood and things like that or get out. Sometimes I like go and do a workout. It's not too cold. So that's the fun. I actually enjoy fall because it's that in-between weather. I can still go outside and it's not like disrespectfully cold. Right. Um, so I can go out and get a good sweat and actually enjoy that. I'm sweating, but I don't feel like I'm about to pass out because it's extreme heat. Um, so I'll do that and do an outdoor workout to kind of boost my mood and get that, that vitamin D and that, that sun, sunshine into my system to boost my mood top of the day. But yeah, that's, that's what I've been struggling with. For sure. I mean, all those things are amazing. Definitely, um, dealing with depression, whether seasonal or just regular ass depression that I've had the experience with, all those things are very amazing. Just like making sure at the top of your day. You decide what your day is with your mindset. So even if you're opening a journal, creating a gratitude journal, and really identifying what are the things that you're grateful for, um, doing a little mindfulness section, and that could be just breathing. Even if you're not like totally into meditation and understanding what that means yet, just sit down and just breathe. Talking about just inhaling and exhaling and noticing how that feels with your body. Yes, all those things, really amazing. Just definitely make sure that you are leaving the house every day, stepping out early in the morning, getting the sun. To note about vitamin D, if for our people of color, the more melanin you have in your skin, the harder it is to absorb vitamin D. And vitamin D is the direct connection to your happy receptors, your dopamine levels. So if you're not getting enough vitamin D, whether you are outside in the sun or eating it through food, and it's very, honestly, it's kind of hard to eat it through food because there's very little food that you can receive vitamin D from. You have vitamin D2 that you can get in some restaurants, but vitamin D3, which is the most highly absorbable version, that's the only one you can get through your skin. With that said, you can also think about eating a lot of healthy proteins because they have amino acid that will help convert to dopamine. So think about eating grass-fed meat, wild, cold water, and caught fish. Salmon, cod, halibut, beans, some cage-free eggs, get some omega-3 in you, some fish oils, and all that good stuff. And make sure to really diversify your palate as far as what vegetables you're eating. Get as many colored vegetables as you can. And worst case scenario, you can take the supplements, but do recognize that are not going to be as absorbable as food mm -hmm. and sunlight. Or get yourself a UV lamp. Those are your options there. UV lamp. Ooh, that's an idea. I like mm -hmm. that. Yes. And I love the, um, speaking of like, getting veggies and just uh, I will add to that locally sourced vegetables are major key for sure for nutrients right there's added nutrients there's less travel time yes. so it means that they haven't been contaminated as much exactly so hit up your local farmers market and get those locally sourced less tampered with vegetables from your local farmers uh, at a good rate too you know in abundance and um, yeah and, and of course in season which is also clutch for sure and um... That, that pretty much wraps up this season that or episode. Up. This episode. This episode. This episode. episode. Season. Season. <laughs> I'm in the future. Yes, let All us right. know how you like episode one of Sweat Tea with Callie. Also, Miss Callie got by us. Callie with a K, like the goddess. <laughs> Ify. Ify <laughs> underscore O on <laughs> IG. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Owner of Forbidden Check us out. <laughs> yes, we've got Sabine here. You can find me on the internet, the wellness stage underscore, and sending you love and light wherever you are. And that's it. Shout us out. Let us know what you want to hear, what you love about the episode, and all that good stuff. And we'll see you on the next one.
next one. You're here.